welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. This is where me and The Fool give our unqualified and unrequested ramblings on the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello, everybody. We are going to do our final uh, FIFA World Cup to 2022 Qatar uh, podcast. Yeah. It will be the end, and if time permitting, we may go into the Premier League fixtures, or that might be a separate podcast. We but shall might. see. We shall see, but probably best as a separate podcast. Yep. Now, tournament's over, and the... Uh, pe- Lionel Messi has finally completed football. Clocked yes, the game. He's clocked the game. Hundred percent achievement. Yep. Uh, now a career with seven Ballon d'Ors, uh, one World Cup, one Copa America. Yeah. And uh, three Champions Leagues with Barcelona. Yeah. Incredible career to look back on. Obviously, he's not going to retire. He's going to continue playing. Yeah. He's gonna be back at PSG, um, and yeah, this is uh, with his uh, teammate who he um, <laughs> in the final. Like, mm-hmm. what a final what it was! Oh, it, oh, it was such a great final. Um, I mean, it had everything. It had some messy class. Um, it had Angel de Maria bringing out all the old hits. It had, you know, a coasting Argentina and then a French fight back with Mbappe deciding that, you know, it wasn't done and he would score a hat-trick. And, you know, it had a hat-trick in a World Cup final. And this time it was for a losing um, player. You know, it had, yeah. it had everything. And it had penalties. Only the, o- so. o- the, o- only the second person to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. Mm. Um, we've been to a, seeing it all tournament, Argentina taking the breaks off, like literally every game they played. Literally every game, the yeah. Breaks off, and I then... think the only one where they didn't really do that was probably the Polish game. Maybe yes. Mexico as well, like the two ones that had sort of been defeated by Saudi Arabia, the next two games in the group phase are probably the best ones defensively for not doing that. And strangely enough, they were the Yes. Clean sheets as well, so. Like, they almost. uh, They were under pressure against Australia. Yeah. uh, Under pressure against the Netherlands. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Under pressure against uh, the. um, the Croatia, but. Croatians. um, But the Croatians were basically knackered. Yeah. in that game um, they were then against France yep yeah. the benefit and under pressure and under pressure the benefit of that is we got a six game, a six goal um, final World Cup final which was very exciting absolutely um, first amongst uh, I think the the first uh, World Cup final between Argentina and Uruguay was also a, a six-goal final for yeah. for Uruguay, and uh, yeah, when they won against Germany, they got a five 
Mexico final. So Argentina, when they win World Cups, they're goal-scoring finals. At least two of them were goal-scoring finals, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Well, and what you get, right? as I noted, noted, they tend to all, when they win a World Cup, they tend to play against a team that made it to the finals the previous time. Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting stat. And, yeah, they play uh, the previous finalist. One of the previous finalists. They play them in. Yeah. So this was also uh, the other interesting stat that they did pull out when um, Messi had slotted that first penalty. Was that was the first time France has been behind in a um, in the final. I found interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. And they made an amazing comeback. Amazing um, comeback. And it deserved comeback, I think. They played mm. well enough to get back in. It's interesting. There's going to be things coming out from this French camp. A lot of players. There was apparently a flu. There was apparently an illness going along in the camp. Mm -hmm. um, that might have been the reason why Giroud and Dembele were subbed off. Though uh, Didier Deschamps did say that it was a tactical decision. It wasn't yeah. an issue with players. Um, so as uh, Tifo saying on the podcast afterwards, their podcast after the game, it was still an interesting thing if it was purely tactical that you do it like three minutes, four minutes before halftime. Why not just wait for halftime? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, the tournament is like, it's given us so much great uh, moments like the whole four-team tournament last the last round last round of the group stage every day of the last round of the group stage through grew us like an intense situation like yeah. we had that was our we had a whole podcast about the last day it was incredible it was very um, incredible you're right like every group had tension in it and it? yeah interesting things how do you work it so that you can have a um, 48 team World Cup with groups of four. Yeah. How does that work? How does it? Well, the interesting thing is there is the second round, I guess, because you can you can have 12 groups of four, right? Just how does 12 groups go into knockouts from there? Yeah, exactly. Or you could just have eight groups of six. Mm. At least with the number, you could technically still have last day jitters, right? Yeah, should have a bit bigger um, groups that could be better. Yeah, that could work as well. Yeah, eight groups of six, and then you still have your 16 next round. Yeah, and then there's no reason why you can't go from like inevitably. In our lifetime, we're gonna see a 6014 World Cup. That's just gonna happen, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It, and we're gonna go back to the formula, the tried and true. We're probably gonna have a um, round of 32, round of 16, round of quarter uh, semis. Finally. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of games, though. There's yeah, gonna be. It'll be a long tournament, so it'll be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, money. Money, yeah. I mean, the other way you can do a 48-team tournament is have your 12 teams, 12 groups of four. 
and then have an intermediate round where all the second place teams play each other, like have a knockout crossover to them. The winners of that go and play a, a first outfit. So you have like a, a, a rest day for if you came first, you get a rest next round, but if you came second, you're going to play an extra game basically. Yeah, like and you have 16. Continue from the round of 16 there. Do you have 16? Because you have 12 mm -hmm. plus. 12 is 24. But if you half that down to 6, it's 12 plus 6 is 18. Or oh, 18. Yeah, yes. get rid of two more. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's you my basically. Maths was, my maths wasn't working in my head to begin with. Yeah, my only way, the only way you can do it, I feel like, is if you have a round of 32, in which case you have a few third place teams make it. Yeah, maybe that works as well then. Need like excellent. the best place teams will make it from yeah. there. I'm not sure how that would work, but yeah. Like a round of 32 would make the tournament much longer, but I guess it's natural progression. Yeah. It is a bit of natural I mean, I feel like they're just going to end up keeping the groups of three, like... Yeah. Realistically. <laughs> You're saying this because they go groups of six? Yeah. Mm. Unless they do groups of six. Um, which? And group, which would be a long tournament, but at yeah. least it's not going to add an extra round of games. Not that I mind an extra round of games. I am all for long World Cups and... Lots yeah, yeah. happening. Uh, uh, I am not going to complain about that at all. Uh, Technically, it's not any longer than the group of three one, right? Because you're still just got the extra two games through. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more like more matches to watch as a fan. Yeah, yeah. That is. That's the burnout. Not the players. Like an extra, <laughs> yeah, an extra round, one extra round of games. Going from seven to eight games is not going to be a big deal, realistically, for the players. Yeah. Now, because technically they'd be going down to three, won't they, if it's a three-game, three-team group? Yeah, well, they each. Each team would have two, two games left. Yeah, and four in the knockouts. And then four in the knockouts, yeah. You'd have, yeah. Were you going straight to knockouts? I thought they were doing like another a second round group stage. Are they? Um, I can't remember. That was just my head. I thought it was going back to the two round, two group rounds. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's yeah. Reason the knockouts from there. I mean, if you've got groups of three, then you've already got sixteen groups. Why are we? Yeah. Just go straight around of sixteen. Why are we having another group stage? Why are we eliminating? Makes, you make good points, but yeah. Maybe that was a different um, idea they had at some point. I sort of had in my head that it was two group stages, like a preliminary. Um, group stage and then goes into the normal to get down to your 32 and then just go from there. Yeah. As the I, standard tournament is they you know, the, the format they currently have it. Just have like a, a, 
Yeah, the next round of Yeah, at the round of 48. It might have been with a different format that we're thinking. That changed it. Yeah. Well, we shall see how it plays out. There's a lot to think about for FIFA. Yeah. Um, now, what say? Cup Christmas, what do we think about that now that it's happened? I mean, I like it. I like it too. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, though, listening to podcasts, it sounds still that the Northern Hemisphere are not fans. So. Yeah, yeah. I get what they mean, but I'm like, mm, this is pretty good. <laughs> like, taking, getting time off in December is way easier than getting time off in June to watch World Cup games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it just seems a nicer time. But I guess that's the argument that the Northern Hemisphere are making for June games because it's their summer, having fun out in the bars watching it. So. Yeah, yeah, but realistically, I mean, the people in Europe, like we've had this conversation. Europeans aren't really World Cup fans. It's everybody else in the world that are World Cup fans. Like exactly. we want. We like to get up early in the morning. It's part of the World Cup experience we've grown up with, getting up early in the morning or staying up late to watch games and, yeah. you know, see... Although I'm excited about the um, World Cup and in, in next one being in, in North America because I think we'll get somewhat friendly times. Yeah, like the next World Cup is clearly not going to be in winter because that would clash with the NFL. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be in summer. But our actual playing times are going to be not too bad, hopefully. Oh, yeah, it'll be like NFL times, right? Yeah, it'll yeah exactly. Be, um, have, well, it might be a little early NFL times. There might be like a 5 or a 4 o'clock game. It's the first one during the whatever they do during rounds, at you know, the round stage. But yeah, the main right. games will be... Because you have four games on the group stage, right? Apparently, yeah. Um, if you have four games a day, it's assuming they keep that. Um, but remember, they do have, same with the NFL, right? They're going to have various time zones to work with as well. So they can always yeah, have yeah, four o'clock. They, yeah, I mean, but it doesn't make a difference for us. Regardless because, of yeah. the time zones, we get the NFL games at the same time. Like, it might be half an hour here and there, but we get them at the same time. Yeah. It'll be similar to the Brazil World Cup, I assume, because from memory we watched like the finals started at nine or ten and watched it till midday. No, it was, no, it was earlier. It was about eight. Seven or eight. It was a little earlier because Brazil's. I remember Brazil's a bit more shifted to the. And they may have like shifted their time zone to suit Europeans because. They may have know, as well. I can't remember. Um, but I know it must have been. It must be around eight o'clock. Ish. Because, like in June, we will probably if they follow the timings of the NFL, if they have a game at nine in the morning, twelve o'clock, and and then they can probably have another one at three o'clock and then mm. prime time for their four game strat. Well, yeah, NFL is what. Yeah, NFL doesn't have a 3 o'clock game, but they do, um, because the games are longer, let's yeah. be fair. 
Yeah. Well, to be fair, this, over this Christmas period, just looking at the current NFL schedule, like Friday has a 2.15pm game. Is that, that's Eastern. Yeah, 2.15 is our their prime time, our, yeah. um, our 2.15. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they can have one about then. And they... Yeah, so prime time for them. And they, we have a game at around 10 o'clock, which is their midday games. Mm -hmm. And they have uh, games that start in the morning, like 10 o'clock games. 7 o'clock games, apparently. Which are 7 o'clock. Yeah, 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 10 o'clock. Our, our, yes, yes, yes. I think... 12, not 12 o'clock, it's more 1 o'clock games, sorry. So our, the ones we get at 10.30 to 10.30 to are the 1 o'clock to 1.30 games for them. Yeah, and yeah. they... The early game started at 10. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, assuming they map it close to NFL times, that would be roughly how it goes, I assume. I assume. They say they might tinker with that a little bit based on. They the might event. start. So, they might start a bit earlier, like yeah. the beginning of the. Tournament, they might go. We get a game at eight. We get a game at eleven. We get a game at two, and then we get a game at prime time. Yeah, sort of. Because you need like a two-hour gap, three three hours between games, roughly. Is what we did. We have three hours between games, or about two hours between games. Eleven and three hours. Three hours. Yes. So I had eleven o'clock games. Then it's two a.m. Then it was five a.m. Yeah. The, the group stages. Yeah, so you can't really play earlier than nine in the morning, right? No, like, they can't. Even nine, they would. They would be complaining about nine a.m. as well, like that. Because like, professional athletes, right? They'd be having yeah. to wake up at like three in the morning. So ah, ten is yeah. ten is okay. Ten's okay. Probably. That's four or five o'clock. Get up. So we to, say to three hours from there is one. And then from one to three, three hours from one is four, and four to seven, which is the prime time game. So roughly, yeah. it would map NFL, except there's a gap between the afternoon games and prime time, which is where you'd have a game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Be good, be good for us. Yeah, yeah, it's good for us. So that would be. How you'd fit it in? I mean, yeah, it, it's it totally makes sense. Uh, um, you'd have two. This would be a World Cup where two of the uh, countries have hosted World Cup finals. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be real interesting in one new country with Canada. Yeah. So it's still spreading the game, and you know, it is technically North America's turn. Yeah. 2030, very, very likely to be um, the southern cone of South America with the um, Uruguay, Argentina, Chile, Paraguay bid. Yeah, that would be very likely, I think. If not, it'll be England, uh, Scotland, Wales. Three of the, yeah, yeah, three of those countries have hosted World Cups before. Paraguay would be a new place, so it's also growing... The other countries competing for that are a potential transcontinental bid with uh, Portugal, Spain, and Morocco. Yeah. Which would be interesting to bring the cup back to Africa. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously there's a potential British bid, yeah. United British bid, with Britain, Great Britain and Ireland together, UK and Ireland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, You'd say the South American or the British bids would probably be the strongest ones. If it's yeah. Not, just because it's the 100 years, so... There's a move that's interesting that people on TIFA said they wanted to see the World Cup go to different parts of the world because they know what European football is like and what a European World yeah. Cup is like. And the World Cup is not as big in Europe as it is around the world. Yeah, yeah. So there's a thing that apparently Saudi Arabia, Egypt and Greece want to combine to do a bid for the oh. 2030. But technically Saudi Arabia can't bid because they're in Asia and Qatar yeah, yeah. hosts 2022 that would break FIFA's own rules but yeah you know FIFA never breaks their own rules yeah. so oh. this is not gonna happen it's totally not gonna oh dear that's totally gonna happen now um, I have no faith in FIFA not to look at it and go hmm no we can do that but 2034 is probably another Asian bid um, I think there is word on the grapevine that China wants to bid for that yeah. I, I am 100% sure that FIFA will want China to bid for that. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. We think about the four biggest markets in the world, like United States, European Union, um, China, and India. Yeah. There's like the United States, China, and India are places where football can grow and like make even more money. Like, yeah, exactly. They're to think, right? So if the United States gets a tournament in 2026, either India or China in 2034 makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And either of them would be like a huge, uh, you know, like a huge growth thing for the for FIFA to grow the game. Yeah, exactly. Like there'd be big opportunities there as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean it's. Let's just be honest, it's going to be China if they do put a bid in. If they do put a bid in, yeah. <laughs> They've got stadiums all over the country already. There's not going to need to build too much infrastructure. There's not much white elephants. Like, India has the stadiums as well. They would probably just need to renovate a lot of the stadiums. Like, the finals would probably be in Kolkata in Salt Lake yeah. Stadium. Um, they probably... Be Push it back up to being a 120k stadium because that's the peak uh, it had. Now it's an all-seater with 90k. Um, but even a 90k stadium is worthy of a World Cup final, probably. Yeah. That's it. Just having a look here. Australia wants the 2034 as well, and that could be with us. Technically, it's Oceania's turn, so it should be New Zealand. In New Zealand and Australia. No, New and Zealand host should host it. Australia can have some games. Yeah, exactly. But the final should be at the Cake Tin. Yeah. I mean, or we're hosting the, the Women's World Cup, right? So next year, so that's throwing out our credentials with Australia for that. Yeah. And those yeah, would be much more fun. So hopefully, we get one sometime soon. Yeah, twenty thirty-four for Oceania. Then twenty thirty-eight would probably be. China, because China's gonna get one in the 2030s, like, I think yeah, yeah. that's inevitable. I think, yeah, if China goes in, it'd be one way around the other, pretty much. 
the Americas are probably going to be ignored for hosting World Cups because they would have had 2014, 2026, and 2030 if the, you know, the South yeah. Americans yeah. did it. So the um, Asian countries also got a bid for. Yeah, if the, that could end up being the two bids, like ASEAN versus China, and both are growth markets for. Yeah. For the uh, sport, exactly. And now, the the one after twenty like so, we're assuming there will be an Asian one in twenty thirty. Like we can just probably assume there will probably be an Asian World Cup every decade. Yeah. Now on, probably. More than likely. That's just where the game is growing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and probably uh, whichever one ends up being China, and if New Zealand, let's be realistic, New Zealand's probably not going to get it, but it'll. Uh, uh, I think I think we'll get one with like co-hosting with Australia. I think that's there's a strong. We should co-host with the Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea. Tahiti. Tahiti. Uh, that's such a travel. Hey. At least PNG and Fiji are close by. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we'll but see. we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think, like, at that point, Africa has a good argument to be made that it's their turn. Yeah, yeah. Like, probably after Oceania, there's probably going to be a uh, bid in Africa. Probably another, that Morocco. Like, the Morocco Portugal Spain idea is actually not a bad one. No, it's pretty good. That'd be quite fun. Three countries with like a lot of shared history as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and a transcontinental World Cup, but like you know, Africa has a bunch of countries that where the world's economic economic growth is coming from in the coming decades. So yeah, yeah. There's going to be bids from countries like Nigeria, Egypt, Morocco, South Africa. Again, I'm sure. Apparently, Zimbabwe is interested as well. Yeah, I mean. If only because Qatar just hosted a World Cup in 2022, they might, it might not go to a Northern African country. They might be like, ah, oh, the Middle East has had a World Cup. Yeah. Like, we have a country in uh, Sub-Saharan Africa again, maybe uh, Ethiopia, assuming the political situation improves. Yeah. Uh, or somewhere like Nigeria. We'll say the Zimbabwe, the Zimbabwe one's going with Botswana, Mozambique, South Africa, and Zambia. So that's pretty much the entirety of the southern part of that. Yeah, I mean, South Africa's already hosted a World Cup, right? So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with going back to South Africa. They could definitely host it. It would be an incredible tournament. But if the goal is to spread the game... Yeah. Well, I see Nigeria's name being flown around as well, so... Yeah, Nigeria, like, there's Ghana, there's Tanzania, there's a lot yeah. of, uh, there's countries with big populations, big stadiums, I would use. Like, I'm just imagining an AFCON version of the World Cup, because that wasn't what South Africa, you know, for the FIFA World Cup in South Africa was, right? No, no. It could be pretty, it would be pretty incredible, I'd be pretty happy to see that. It'd be pretty awesome. Like a big tournament in the Africa, in the continent. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, we should 
finish our um, housekeeping. Teams of the tournament. Oof. So let's start at the top. We have three very strong contenders for the goalkeeper of the tournament. Uh, yeah. Tom, Dominic Livakovic of Croatia has had an incredible tournament. Um, and Martinez of Argentina mm. has had an incredible tournament. And Yassine Bono of Morocco has had an incredible tournament. Yeah. So well I'm I'm happy to go with FIFA's Golden Glove winner um Martinez. He's pretty much been like the like the best keeper of the tournament. Yeah, well exactly. He was pretty much there and well, arguably potentially should have won the golden ball, in my opinion. <laughs> You're never giving it off, um, Lionel Messi, come on. Look man, Lionel Messi has stolen a golden ball from two goalkeepers who deserve to win the golden ball. <laughs> Argentina won every... Uh, Argentina needed penalty shootouts three times this tournament, right? And I mean, Sorry, two times this tournament. Yeah. To win. And he was clutch in both. Like, incredibly clutch. Incredibly clutch. He was, in fact, you would say throughout the knockouts, um, Martinez is the reason why Argentina went through each of the games. Yeah. There was, you know, that amazing save at the very death against Australia to keep it as 2 1. You know, obviously, the penalty shootout against the Dutch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was amazing excellent. save against France in the last kick of the game as well. Amazing, Fine. amazing France. And plus the penalty. Shootouts for Rocks there as well. I think actually really the only game of the knockouts was the Croatian game where he wasn't like the defining reason why they didn't go through, but he was still like super awesome through that whole thing anyway. Yes. So agreed, Martinez. Martinez, easy. Alright, um, defenders. For me, left back, sorry, right back, Ashraf Hakimi. Do we need to argue? No, I don't think so. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, other side, Tio Hernandez on the other end. Do we yeah. need to argue? Like, it's pretty straightforward. Um, who would. Centre backs for me, Josko Gardial of Croatia has had yeah. an incredible tournament. Um, and I, uh, I'm just wondering. Like, I want to give it to Thiago Silva, but Brazil did get knocked out pretty early, so it's yeah. question for me of whether it's Rafa Varane or Nicolas Otamendi. Mm. But I think Argentina has ha conceded a lot of goals. Through yeah, no, I wouldn't be giving it to the defenders. Otamendi, I, I would like give Otamendi, but he was clearly not at his at his peak anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brian. I would be happy with Silver as well. I mean, yeah. He he, despite Brazil going out fairly early, did have a, a really good tournament. And, and yeah, uh, let's go Brian because yeah, he made the final. Yeah, and he had a great game in the final. Oh, and as he well. had a great game. Like, yeah, not taking away Brian. Like, it was an awesome. Yeah. 
and in fact an awesome tournament. Yeah, yeah. So midfielders, like I'm gonna go with three midfielders and three forwards. Yeah, so I sense. think um, to me, just because I think he's been one the best player in the French team pretty much all tournament except for the final. Antoine Griezmann, yeah, playing in the deep lying playmaker role. Um, I gotta pick Sofian Amrabat. He's just been that guy, win ball winner who progresses the ball for Morocco. Mm. Just runs, brings energy, and if you've got two players like that, who are like one brings energy, recovers the ball, and the other is like a deep line playmaker. This is not how I would do a team if it were up to me setting up, but I'm just picking who I think has played the best. I'm yeah. gonna be Luka Modric as the perfect guy, right? Yeah. Like, I was gonna say, I don't know how I can't pick Modric and Kostovic yeah. as, as the midfield in the midfield because both the Croatians are just in fact really it's all yeah. three the of the Croatian like the uh, Croatian three in the midfield were incredible I agree I just basically picked three teams three players from basically the um, semi-finalists because I figured like Sofia Namrabat was the best player in the Moroccan team like, yeah yeah five yeah no it's, it's hard not to like pick him I basically picked the best player in every team, I think, all tournament. To yeah, be no. Which is fair enough. Um, I mean, I could also have a, an, an argument um, for, for DePaul as well, because he's had an amazing tournament too. Um, and clearly, um, no spoilers, you know, you can have Messi in your front line and DePaul just covers You're going to pick Messi? What? <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked. <laughs> and sort of with Missy, with like, DePaul just covers everything behind him, right? So, there's a good argument yeah. that you need him as well, so. Midfield's probably the, the hardest picks. Yeah, like I said, I'm not picking a team based on their. No, uh, no. And it's like, we're gonna have a mess. We're gonna have a attack line with Messi and Mbappe. We're gonna have a PSG team. Like, we're yeah, just picking yeah. players, right? No, I. I I get it, and I think you're right. Like the three, yeah. Like okay, They're the three you and I players. are picking Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi in the forward line. Who's your third forward? Dude. Um. Unless you're picking a fourth midfielder at it, like you're going 4-4-2. Unironic 4-4-2. Yeah, do go 4-4-2. Then you can put Kovacic uh, in there, yeah. Maybe that's a better option. Why Why? Why complain? Put Kovacic and Modric in there. Um, and just have, have Messi and, and um, Mbappe up front running rolls. I mean, the other options, I know Drew was taken off in the, in the final. The other option was to have Drew up front and yeah, from the do is Drew stuff. That's my pick. I can't just, uh, Drew up front is my, uh, is my target man. Yeah. Flash, false nine who can run back and help defend and help press. Just basically do the hard work that Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi are not going to do. Exactly. And then you have, yeah. Mbappe and Messi running off them. Yep. Okay, they've got a, like 
they're going to focal point for everybody they met and you know Drew's going to win the ball, he's going to hold the ball and then he's going to pass it to one of those two to, to do the rest. And he's going to be there if he, you know, when needed to flash one in. Exactly. And the other thought I would have had is maybe Angel Di Maria, based on his final appearance. I think Angel Di Maria didn't even start all the games. No, I'd say based on the final, uh, the final, like not looking for that one game. <laughs> like, but it was, I mean, he did really well in the, in the one game, and I mean, he was not played because they had a Argentina had a a, a change of tactics. Right, the first game he played. And they were trying to be a bit more creative, a bit more attacking. And then after that, they went into a more defensive um, setup. And that seemed to work better for them. And Di Maria didn't have a, a spot on that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Let's say we're not picking proper teams here. So maybe Di Maria has a, has a, a chance to be in there. But at the same time, I think it's. Drew with Messi and Mbappe is probably the better, better yeah. option. Or perhaps just the two up front, Mbappe and, and Messi. Popovic into the... Or DePaul into the... into the midline. And they're doing the same thing that we're picking Drew for, basically, which is doing the hard works to cover for Mbappe and um, Messi. Just without the focal target man up front tape. Yeah. Yeah, which could be a good way to do it. Anyway, yeah. that can be our agree to disagree for our teams. <laughs> now, who's your manager? Coloni. Coloni. Yeah. I really not pick the the manager. There's one at first. The orange fan in me really, really, really wants to pick Louis Van Gaal. Um, I can understand that. Uh, just because he's shown the most as well as a manager to like uh, impact on the pitch and nous at getting what's needed. Yeah. But I gotta pick Walid Regragui from Morocco. He's just used such an incredible performance with this team in three months. You know, just to get this team where he has gotten them. Yeah. Well, exactly. Say not a lot of time, and clearly overperformed. On ex on general expectations anyway for the team themselves would have um, would perhaps be a bit upset for me suggesting that this was them you know that they, this is better than they could perform but um, yeah. I think yeah it's, any of these three picks you can pick the champs you know, get that French team to the final with all the Frenchness of a yeah, you know, of a French team at a World Cup happening. Yes, I can't wait till France get good, gets good at cricket, so we can also watch them do French things at cricket <laughs> in the Cricket World Cup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's our teams. Um, best highlight of the finals for you. Um, of the whole tournament. Oh, I mean, it's still going to be the end. It's still going to be Messi in, in the middle of the Argentine um, scrum holding up the World Cup and somehow Aguero being allowed onto the pitch and, you know... That was incredible, right? <laughs> that might have been my favourite moment of the 
final day, like the, yeah. the final final, you know, just that he could run down and go and... Because, uh, yeah, when... He almost, he almost pulled a John Terry. Yeah. You know, that was just, just crazy that he... But they had a um, shot of him once the, the final penalty being scored, and he just was just sprinting down the stairs from his seat up in the stands, just, like, charging on down. So yeah, nobody was stopping him getting on the field. That's for sure. Uh, that's incredible. Like he's been such a great servant for Argentinian football yeah. for so long. So he's oh, deserved exactly. to go down there and enjoy it with his mates. I don't think anybody. Do not judge him that one bit. Yeah. Um, otherwise, in terms of actual football, um, I mean, what's not to like with this tournament? There's plenty of um. Especially through the group I mean, stage, we had plenty of, of, of shock throws. volley to equalise in the... At full, uh, just before full time. Oh, that was... So beautiful. That Especially was like... It was felt like I wanted Argentina to win. Yeah. Like, that moment almost made me go, oof. I don't mind if France win now. Like, yeah, yeah. I actually am like... This kid is building a legend. Like he's putting out a career, you know. Like yeah. he's showing. He's definitely setting the stage for the. You guys were arguing who was the goat, you know, Ronaldo or Messi. That, that there was no argument. You just had to wait a bit longer. Yeah. It's just. It's yeah. It's incredible. Like. We can just write it down. He's gonna win a Ballon d'Or one day if he doesn't get injured and you know looks after himself. He's already the half billion dollar man. Yeah. He's got a LeBron like deal. He's gonna decide what's happening at that club. Um, yeah, yeah. And, even, and if it still doesn't work out for him at 25, he can move to whatever club he wants. And every club in the world will be after his signature. Oh, and let's be honest, it's gonna be City, right? <laughs> Every club in the world is going to be after his signature. So, when he signs for City, and... <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that he's only 23. And just yeah. all the stuff that goes with him. And, you know, he's already a World Cup winner. And, you know, it's now a World Cup final, grand final hat-trick. Um, it's just crazy to think how good this kid is. And the fact he's saying it's only 23, and just how many more years of football we're going to have off him? Like this is firing any horrible, horrible. This is first World Cup at at a peak age. Like he's 23. Yeah. His last World Cup, he was not at his peak. He was still the young kid of the team. Next World Cup, this he's going to be the captain of the team, and he's going to that's going to be his team. Like almost yeah, yeah. without a doubt. 100. Uh, and he's. Uh, you know, and he's probably got at least another couple in his 30s if he looks after himself. If he yeah, does exactly. the Ronaldo thing of taking care of his body and all these things. Yeah, exactly. Cristiano Ronaldo might have another World Cup in him. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean that's up to Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Yeah. Given yeah. the the slight disappointment, the tears of Ronaldo with this World Cup, I wouldn't put it past him if I just one more time. Uh, we know he wants a thousand goals. I think that's a given. Yeah. 
a thousand career gold and like it's, he's a worthy person to be the first person to get to it. if he gets there he'd be well worth you know well worthy of it you know yeah, 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 exactly. being the person to get that record and you know i'm sure messi will follow him close behind yeah exactly and then we'll just be all you know uh, grabbing our popcorn and watching to see if Haaland or Mbappe beat them. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to come down to those two, right? So Mbappe, I guess, has the, the benefit of playing in a French team and therefore, yeah, having World Cups we'll, to go to as well. Yeah, having but, World Cups to go to, but Norway will still play in qualifiers, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, say, I'm sure Haaland will do his best to drag um, Norway to a World Cup at some point. At some point, mm. they'll have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as their manager. <laughs> yeah. World Cup. I know it. It's just written in the stars. Yeah, that that, that would make sense. <laughs> like this is just how reality works now, right? Like nonsense things happen, and we go. It may as well be that way. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, that sounds like good story. Sure, why not? Pretty much. But yeah, it's an incredible tournament. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Of course, I'm not gonna ignore the off-field issues, and we didn't yeah. talk a lot about it. Um, and I noticed the Tifo um, podcast after it did also spend a lot of time on that. And I guess that's that's the important thing, um, really, is that everybody knew about the off-field issues. You know, before the tournament, there was plenty said about it volumes upon volumes things said about it so the question is whether the footballing world continues to talk about it post the world cup or if like with brazil and then like with russia it just all gets ignored because there was this or great football world or yeah to be fair even South Africa, so if it all just gets swept under the rug because there was this wonderful final and this wonderful storyline everybody's like oh my god the football is so amazing like the tournament itself was incredible yeah. and I think there's there's nothing wrong with having two views which is the football at the tournament and the actual tournament itself was amazing it was really awesome everything flowed really well there was amazing football the games were really awesome TV viewing experience was awesome the fans looked like they were having fun in the stadium all great fine to have that and still be like but all the other stuff yeah. Like anything that's not the football is still there. Yeah. But, like, we're in that era now. Almost every football tournament, even the next tournament in the USA, is effectively a sports washing exercise. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's, it's always been that way, but, you know. It's, it's become more and more, even more so yeah. like that. Exactly. It's it. Uh, it, it, it is what it is now and that is the case of any large tournament or any large especially when it comes exactly. to the World Cup and especially because of football Yeah. and I think before we leave I'm going to quote the late great Terry Pratchett football is always it's more than just about football but I think that's all we have time for today. I look mm-hmm. forward to our next podcast record, which we'll, we will try to do very quickly as well. 
to talk about the weekend's games to come out um, this weekend. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see you all next time. Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, be even more. Find Sexport to Discord and a buy me a coffee. Pretty sure it's buy me a beer. Oh yeah, buy me a beer on buymeacoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us, and we may even listen. Especially if you do buy a said beer. Or coffee. I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube.